Hey, it's Beth here, episode 342. This is, uh, you know, gray hair, okay? This is it, the blue hair. Blue trolls, blue hair. Hollywood calls us blue hairs if we're over 50. Get used to it, that's horrible. And so I'm gonna give us reviews. Like, I'm not, nothing thrills me just because some actors in it anymore. I really want a story. So this one, is Jurassic Park Dominion the big finale oh my gosh they just should have phoned it in it is it's a big flop okay so it starts out with the Ice Age so we've got Chris Pratt chasing this dinosaur and um, he's in snow country freezing snow country like uh, high alpine looking mountains he looks like some kind of a deranged cowboy and he's going after this oh, dinosaur and he's actually lassoing it and then somehow this crazy thing it turns out to be his friend okay so i'm thinking ice age dinosaurs oh gosh it took me right out of the story from the very beginning so i looked it up afterwards but the whole movie i'm like i really thought that the dinosaurs and the cold-blooded animals and the Ice Age did him in, that's one of the theories, or whatever. They just didn't like snow, is what I heard in school. Dinosaurs do not do not like snow. Okay, so looked it up online all over the place, and it says that dinosaurs can live in colder weather. Recent discoveries found them in the tundra zones in Greenland, Antarctica, and Alaska. That's pretty cold. Okay, so I'm thinking, are they talking woolly mammoth? And I'm like, no, they're... They're not. They're saying that due to their dinosaurs, due to their mesothermic nature, which means, new, new word for me, neither cold-blooded nor warm-blooded. They could be anywhere. But still, they looked cold. They looked naked, and they looked cold. So it took me right out of the movie. I don't care if it's true. I don't like it. I don't like it. So that was a bad start for me, and I get it. And there's going to be a spoiler alert for this one. It's spoiled. This movie reeks. It actually reeks. So I was thinking, okay, what do I hate about it the most? Well, basically, it doesn't have a story. It doesn't have any people in it. There's no characters. There's nothing to feel. Nothing's going on. The only thing that had me in suspense was, and this has never happened to me before, Chris Pratt who plays the hero, you know, just he's in the early movies, he was kind of chubby and cute and it was fun to watch him um, do incredible things. Now he's supposed to be this buff guy, like Superman, you know, flies through the, through the air practically. And so does Bryce Howard. She is amazingly gifted at being ejected from planes. Her parachute breaks she still survives she is in malta and she can run from the top of one building to the other being chased by bad guys and dinosaurs and roll just she's better than she's better than any action hero i've ever seen it's just so stupid so anyway but i was watching chris pratt do all these amazing feats and I was afraid they were going to kill him. And I've never felt that way about a hero before. The reason being, 
Chris is not beloved in Hollywood for his religious beliefs and everything else about him. So I was thinking that they might knock him off. So I paid a lot of attention. They stole everything from all the Star Wars movies, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I mean, Sam Neill is in this. They get the whole band back together. And what is kind of amazing is I thought he looked too young for Laura Dern. And now I think Laura Dern looks too old for him. And I hate when men do that. He's still as handsome as ever. And when he showed up in the movie, I was like, good, now there'll be a story. I care about him. They gave him not one line. It's laughable. He's holding this torch in the amber cave. It's supposed to be gorgeous, but it's not. And his hat comes off and it's like, he's supposed to look like Indiana Jones. I felt sorry for the guy. So then there's this other new character, Han Solo, okay? It's this beautiful woman, and she um, is Han Solo. So she's like, uh, you know, this offbeat, outlaw, got her own plain person, right? She sees the girl being taken away, and her whole life changes from being an outlaw to now being Mother Teresa. She wants to save this girl's life. For It just, it just was, there was no character development on it. I actually got whiplash from it. I will say this girl is Angela Bassett 2-0. She is so beautiful. Tiniest thing you've ever seen. So another little took me out of the movie because I didn't know that dinosaurs could be in the snow. They're on this ice, okay? Han Solo, I mean, the girl and Chris. And of course, there, there are two storylines. This storyline, they're going after the kidnapping of the little girl, the clone girl. So they're on some ice and it's not very thick, right? They're on thin ice. All of a sudden, this two-ton dinosaur comes on the ice and doesn't crack the ice. But somehow, Chris Pratt practically makes the ice go. He goes down. The dinosaur goes down. He's underwater. I didn't even know these guys could swim like this. He looks like Flipper and he's coming to attack him. Angela Bassett 2-0, with one hand, lifts him out of the water. She must weigh 80 pounds less than he does. She's got no hips. She's tiny, she's beautiful. One hand, leap him out of the water, like he was a rocket behind him. Okay, all this movie has is daring do that doesn't make any sense. And they're all gifted in this regard. Nobody gets hurt. Thousands of dinosaurs trying to eat them and nobody gets hurt. The little clone girl gets a little cut on her cheek at the end of the movie. I almost cried. It was so, <laughs> it was laughable, actually. Okay, so then there are these other things that go on. All right, Jeff Goldblum is so good looking in this movie. I couldn't believe it. Uh, my movie buddy, Trisha, said that's because he's had plastic surgery. I was like, wow, he had some good work done. He looks fantastic. Okay, one of the ways I can tell if a movie is good is are people going to the bathroom getting more popcorn i saw some guy go out and get two glasses of wine one after the other non-stop people getting up going to the bathroom i saw one guy get up twice i don't know if he had a problem during top gun nobody got up to go to the bathroom kids were bored out of their minds this kid that was sitting a couple of rows ahead of me got popcorn and then got more popcorn i think he was sick as a dog 
just bored out of his mind. If you can't keep a kid fascinated by dinosaurs, you're doing something wrong. Okay, so the, the one plot is kidnapping of the girl. The second plot is death to the world. Okay, but dinosaurs are not going to take over the world. It's kind of like we're seeing a movie with the San Andreas Fault. And, you know, oh my God, everyone's going to die. And then it's a sequel. And we're driving our little Prius by the San Andreas Fault, trying to pick up get up from preschool on time. That's how much excitement is in this movie, okay? So the evildoer is Campbell Scott. He is constantly eating. I suppose he's supposed to look he's supposed to look like Tim Cook as he's and Steve Jobs because he's wearing a black turtleneck. He's constantly eating wheat thins or something that is like wheat thins. He goes through the mist machine to get rid of bacteria, and it frightens him. He is the worst bad guy I have ever seen in my life. I couldn't have cared less. Then the funniest thing happened, so this, you know, <coughs> the world's <coughs> gonna fall apart. The theme of that is <coughs> that we have cloned or we've, we've changed locusts, and now they're as big as Maine lobsters, okay? And they're all, they're eating every other kind of uh, wheat except Campbell Scott's wheat, wheat. Okay, so this is supposed to be the end of the world because of this. And the thing is, they Campbell Scott gets mad at them. Okay, and but before that happens, I'm supposed to be on the edge of my seat because it's unbelievable. This movie was like 180 million dollars on his cell phone. You see that the locusts have jumped over the ocean. $180 million and you can't show me this? That whole storyline had nothing to it. We see one field with locusts eating half of it and the other half being by this bio dude, Campbell Scott. Okay, no clock ticking, nobody hungry. I didn't even know what to worry about. It sort of felt like uh, Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo cartoons were more believable than this actually. The doomsday thing, did ju it just did not work. It did not. So, what happened? What happened? Okay, so then, oh, the, this is supposed to be a culminating scene. So, Campbell Scott gets mad at the um, main lobsters that can fly, the locusts. And he has this special room where he lights them all on fire. And then the top, the ceiling comes off, right? So, these lobsters are flying around forever. It was like a five minute scene. I'm like, you'd think their wings would burn. They must be asbestos. I have no idea how anybody was falling for this, watching this movie. It was the worst. So how did this train wreck happen? Okay, so one way it happened is Colin Trevo, T-R-E-V-O-R-R-O. Trivero, okay. Anyway, here we go again. He's the writer, and he's the writer with, okay, he's the director, solo director, and he's the writer with Emily. Every single word is perfect, Carmichael. So the two of them hooked up to make this movie. They didn't change a word. They fought for every single thing they wanted with like a hundred and eighty million dollars, and the story just doesn't hold up. There are all these reviews with five stars. In Hollywood, there's this scandal going on that 
These reviewers will review movies like this, give it five stars, and then a year later, they're working at Warner Brothers. Somebody got arrested for it, and they say it's still going on. I don't know. It just smells a little fishy because other reviewers who are not going to be working at Warner Brothers are giving it terrible reviews. But the ones that pop up first are these five-star ones. Be careful. I don't even think your kid would like it. It definitely doesn't have to be seen on the big screen. Definitely a small screen material. And I don't even know if you can make it through, through the whole thing. You'll probably have to stop midway, have dinner, and come back to it. It is a slog two hours and 20 minutes. The only thing I was frightened of was that it was never going to end. I was so happy when it was over. Nothing happened. I mean, Sam Neill and Laura Dern. It's like the romance of the century before all that chemistry, right? Okay, nothing happens in this movie. The little clone girl thinks maybe there is something there. I don't see it. At the end of the movie, she says to him, gee, Sam, why don't you come back to New York with me? And he looks at her and she goes, oh, I guess not. And then he says, oh, I'll come back to New York with you. Whoa, the music swelled. The music was constantly swelling. I was getting seasick from the music. It was like, and then he kisses her really lightly. It's just like, that was the big scene. I'm like, come on, we're not that old. It's, it just had nothing. I mean, not that it should have a romance, okay? Kids don't like that. I understand it. They like drama. There were too many dinosaurs. Too many dinosaurs that couldn't kill you. Too much ridiculous. There's an apex fight between these big monsters at the end. It's supposed to be Godzilla and Mothra. It's not. No one cares. Then this other one shows up. And these two who win go off into the sunset like they're getting married. I, it was laughable. I will give it that. But nobody was laughing because it wasn't even funny. And all the other, all the other movies had some incredible, okay, especially with Steven Spielberg. He was the master at making you care, making you root for somebody, and then adding all kinds of danger and you're scared. Somebody's going to get hurt, somebody you really like. None of that happened in this one. And then he would add some humor. And it would be character-driven humor, and it would be very sweet. No humor, not one joke, nothing in this. Not even Jeff Goldblum got anything to do or say. Oh my gosh. And then how they saved each other. Like, Jeff Goldblum falls down, right? Sam, Sam Neill has his arm out, hand. He's holding this huge guy with one hand and mouthing these words like, I've got you, buddy. It's like, give me a break. He should be on the ground with the weight of Jeff Goldblum. But no, everybody is super heroic. Super like Rambo with not one little stain on his white shirt. It's so ridiculous. So I really wanted to love it because, you know, the thing about movies is um, Hollywood did some studies. And if you go see a good one like Top Gun, and then you go back and you see another good one. You get back in the habit of going to the movies. Movie theaters need it. I need it. It's fun to feel good about going to the movies. It's fun to almost have confidence that it's going to be good. And, you know, I, I saw this five-star ones. I was, I was confident this was going to be good. 
And that's the, that's the bad thing. You can't look at reviews. You can't trust people. You can trust me because nobody's going to pay me anything. And nobody's going to listen to me. But I'm going to tell you the truth. And I'm not even talking just for myself. Your grandchildren aren't going to like this. Your children aren't going to like this. And they grew up on this. I, went, I was in the bathroom my other way of knowing what's happening. And on the way out, nobody was talking about this movie. No one. There were, people didn't stay in their seats to clap or even to see if there was that little cameo thing they put in the movie. You know, after the credits start rolling, nobody cared. People were up and out. And in the bathroom, nobody said a word. It was like we were depressed. Like we were you know, had a bait and switch or something. That's what it felt like. All the money, all the characters, the whole band was there and they couldn't hold a tune. So don't go, stay sane, please stay sane. Something else will come down the pike. I just wanted to get this out really fast because you're just gonna feel bad. And I don't want you to feel bad. I want you to be happy and I want you to stay sane. I took the, I took the bullet on this one, I really did. And don't do it. Don't do it, trust me. I, it's not a spoiler alert. This is, this one reeks. It's a rotten egg, okay? I will be back. Take care, thanks, bye-bye.